Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome friends to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I'm your host Silwan, coming to you from the Outer Banks of North Carolina where I am with my young bride, as beautiful as ever, after almost 22 years of marriage. We are here thanks to frequent flyer miles from me and our older kids being able to be at home and watch the younger kids. Thank you, kids. Having an awesome time. We happen to be here at a time that one of the lifeguards told us is the biggest waves of the season. I swear, it's like we're in California or Hawaii, getting beaten up, but it's been awesome. Good to be with each other, remind each other of our love, what's important, to give ourselves credit of all the years we have put in and the fantastic family and kids that we have helped raise together. Made me think that today I wanted it to be a day of affirmation. You know, traveling around, it's crazy the negativity and fear and anger you see in people. Eyes darting around, people afraid to get within three feet of each other. It's like people are playing invisible bumper cars. Especially the busier the airport, the bigger the cities. Because without a doubt, people's sort of paranoia or fear or whatever you want to call it of COVID is greater in the cities, and probably for good reason. More people, you're closer together. Don't blame them necessarily. But I'm not used to it, being a country boy from Indiana, living in the rural spaces, but it's there. It's like invisible bumper cars. Nobody wants to get close to each other. So after seeing all that and traveling and being here with my dear wife, I thought, you know what? Today is going to be a day of affirmation. And what do I mean by that? Easy to talk about what you're against. Easy to talk about ill will. Heck, I just did it. Shame on me. But I'm going to start this week by doing nothing but affirming some things that I believe. This is all what I believe. Positive. Maybe as I go through it, you think about what you believe, what you're willing to fight for, what you're willing to stand for. But this is what I believe. So here we go. I believe in family, and the bigger the better, says the man with nine kids. The more kids and grandkids you have in close proximity to each other, the better. Families should try to stay close to one another. We are stronger together. It's as old as mankind. This whole like spreading out and being isolated, that is new. Even the explorers when they took off went with their families and eventually came together and they started settlements with families. The more it looks like a tribe, the better. Something I jokingly say talking about my family when I'm traveling with people. It's like we got a tribe, but I like it because my tribe sticks together. My tribe is tough. My tribe's got each other's back. Big families are good. I like big families. I believe in adventure. Taking risks, exploring, learning to get hurt and lose something and pick yourself up. Little kids coming inside with a gash and they're bleeding discussions on, do I need to bring them to the emergency room or not? See, that's all good. Teaches you to live, teaches you to experience, teaches you to understand that to be alive is a risk. 
But to truly live and have adventure, you got to learn to get up when you fall. You need to learn to get up when you get hurt. You need to learn that when you heal from a wound, you keep going. Believe in adventure. I believe in hard work. Life can take almost anything from you. But your ability to work hard. You can always work hard with your limbs, with your mind. One thing I noticed doing the classes I do around the country, it seems people live these lives and they, and they get older and they have so much knowledge and so many experiences. And because their bodies are breaking down, they can't work and do maybe things they did before. It's almost like they think they're out to pasture. Why, why don't we pass this knowledge on? There's so much knowledge that gets lost. You know, when your body can't get up and work hard all day, use your mind, pass it on. This goes back to the big families. There's much to be learned and experienced and loved and value from the older of us to learn from them. Kids, go to that grandpa, that grandma, the great-grandma, the great-grandpa. Ask them what life was like when they were young. Ask them what they played with. Ask them what they learned when they were young. Ask them when they look back on their life, what are things they wish they would have done differently? What are things they, would have, they wish they would have done that they didn't? What are things they, didn't, they did do they wish they hadn't done? You can work hard your whole life. And it's the, one of the few things you can control. You can control that effort. And when do we get the most mad and the most angry? Is when we feel like we're out of control. I think that's why, as I travel, the people that are the most bent out of shape over COVID are the ones, some of the least at risk, the younger ones. And I think because we got a generation of kids that haven't been taught that you got to work hard to succeed. They've been taught, no, you're going to be good no matter what. You're going to be taken care of no matter what. You're going to get a participation trophy no matter what. No, work hard. And if you don't work hard, accept the consequences. And you'll pick yourself up. I believe in Jesus, the J-man, the carpenter from Nazareth. I believe in him. I believe he rose from the dead. I believe that old Christian apologetic that, that Jesus was either crazy or he was who he said he was. And I believe that if you believe that, it requires a response. A response to take it seriously. A response to try to understand then how should you live? What should you believe? And it all starts with, I believe in Jesus. I believe he rose from the dead. And then that gives me a responsibility to not just stop there, but to try to understand what does that mean? What does that call me to do? How should I live? And it's something you go through your whole life looking for, trying to understand. I believe in the power of love. And I mean romantic love right now. I mean, there's all kinds of love, but I do believe in romantic love. The two people in love can erase the worries of the world. Man, I'm reminded of that this weekend. You fly somewhere with the one you've been in love with for over 20 years. A lot of that time, you don't feel that love. You're working hard. Life is a struggle. It's easy to get angry at the person closest to you because they're the closest to you. And you get away, and you're with each other, and the world kind of melts away all those problems, and you're reminded of why you love them in the first place and why you're in love now, and you feel like you can do anything. I believe in love, the power of love, especially when it's focused on each other. When you're able to have an attitude of what do you need, what can I do for you? And when that is going both ways and you're working in harmony, you can do anything. I believe in helping others. By the way, when you're in love and you work hard and you believe in Jesus and you believe in adventure and you believe in big families, 
I think you're more likely to help others. Giving your time and money to those in need. Helping the helpless. Helping those who only deserve it because they were made in the image of God. Helping those that if you had been in their situation, maybe you would have ended up where they were. One thing that was always remarkable to me when I volunteered in prisons for many, many years, there were a few people you would meet and you would be like, man, you deserve everything you're getting. And there'd be other people that their choices deserved what happened to them. But you would say to yourself, man, if I had been living or brought up in the same situation as them, would have I made any different choices? Would have I done the same thing as them? If, if all my friends were in a gang, if I didn't know my dad, if my mom was a drug user, if I was poor, if that's all I knew, would I make the same choices that I had made? I don't know. Maybe you would. I don't think I would. And see, those are all people we need to help. We need to show them another way. And the more we have all these other things that I'm talking about, the more likely it is you will go help them. All right, now here we go. Here's a good one. Some of you might not like this one. I believe government has gotten so big, it is self-serving and unresponsive. What have our politicians been fighting over lately? How they're going to respond to COVID? How much they're going to go in debt? Now, should we go in debt $1 trillion or $2 trillion? Well, I don't know. That sounds like we're being cheap. Let's go in debt $3 trillion. I mean, that's like having an argument with your wife, uh, how many credit card bills you're going to rack up. What do you think's enough, honey? Should we go 100 k in debt? We might pay that off before we're dead. Then if we don't, we'll die and somebody else will pay it off. It's their problem. That's a conversation. That's as brilliant as our politicians are at all levels in both parties. And it's been that way for a long time. I mean, basically, if you trace it back from the second that the income tax started and government said that we can get money any way we want, the size of government's exploded and our politicians have gotten dumber. All they do is argue. It's stupid. Okay? I believe that. I believe that the closer the power of government is to the people, the more effective it is. The more political decisions that impact you are made in your city, in your county, the more responsive they're going to be because they're responsible to you. They know you. You go to school with their kids. You know them. There's not that, you know, all that separation. And then as you go up the food chain, as you go from your county to your state to the federal government, and those things get further and further away, then they care less and less about you and me, and they care more and more about the people that pay them to get elected. And then instead of coming up with creative answers or smart answers or trying risky things or whatever, they just spend more money, which ultimately means we are on the hook for it. I believe that. I also believe you are responsible for your home and your family. You are responsible for its food, for its protection, for its education, and for its faith. That is your responsibility. No one in government should do it for you, and no one in government should get in the way of you doing that for yourself. And that should be your number one priority in life. Your family's home, your family's food, your family's protection, your family's education, your family's faith. I believe that. I believe our founders would believe that to a person. Now, those are some of the things I believe in. What do you believe in? We don't have to agree. But if we both want to move forward together and focus on our beliefs and what we can control, we might just find more in common than we think. We might find creative ways to get along. By the way, that's the beauty. When things in government and things in life get more and more local and more and more to the family, you're able to have a bigger divergence of opinion. Okay? But when it goes up the food chain and everybody starts saying, you got to be this way or you got to believe a certain way, that's when you get problems. 
But if we talk locally, if we talk to each other, maybe I said something you don't agree with. Don't call me a name. Don't, don't lash out. Think about what you believe in. Share that. That's how you persuade somebody, by the way. I mean, it's easy to get angry and divide people. But if you want to bring people together, you got to be positive. Think of, think of great teachers you've had, great leaders you've had. They tell you where you're going, and you want to go there together. And even though you might have differences, you find a way to, like, make it happen. And I think at the every day, at the end of the day, you know, we, we don't live our lives on TV. We don't live our lives with a politician. We live our lives getting up, going to a job, coming home. And if we all had a good home to come home to, strong friends, strong family, if we all had jobs we enjoyed, we worked hard, all those, these other things we'd all be able to do. Now, on the flip side of that, maybe we won't get along. Maybe something will try to keep me from following the things I believe in. And if we don't, and if that happens, well, I'll just end with this. I'm prepared for that too. <laughs> and I hope so are you. With a wink, little wink, mischievous wink. What do you believe in? Get ready. Work hard. Focus on what is important. Have conversations that bring people together. Listen. Listen to people. Don't argue. I think one of the good thing about the podcast format is you can just listen. Even if you hear something you don't agree with, you can process it. You know, dialogue is good, but sometimes dialogue becomes argument, becomes people just getting emotional. You learn nothing. That's what social media has become. That's what, like, the news has become. You know, you got one news station fighting against another news station. It's just all propaganda. But I think just listening to what somebody believes on an individual level it's an important thing because it makes you think. And then if they allow you to respond and they allow you to talk and listen, well, that's where we all want to be. What do you believe in? Think about that tonight. We'll talk about it more in the coming week. I will enjoy my last day on the Outer Banks. These huge waves, kids surfing, getting knocked down in the water, getting beaten up to the point you just love it. That's life, that's adventure, and that's taking a little risk. It's risky to go out in those waves. People have been paralyzed. People have had their backs broken. My wife told me about it on the beach. Hey, so-and-so was just down here, and their husband had to go to the hospital. You think that's going to keep me from going in those waves? Not a chance, because that's life. At least that's what I believe. Maybe you don't. So until next time, I am your host, Silouan. Aim high. Take a little risk. Go on an adventure. Love Jesus. Spread your wings. Embrace family. Embrace friends. Help others. Understand government's just too self-serving and selfish and unresponsive, and all they can do is just spend more and more and more money. And then it's going to come crashing down, and it's going to be left to us anyway, so you might as well start taking responsibility now. And then finally, take responsibility and protect those things you're supposed to. Your home, your food, your protection, your education, your faith. And if you do, those wings will be like eagle's wings. And you will soar on those winds coming in from the waves. And you will be able to keep your eyes on the things that matter. Till next time, I am your host, Silouan. Peace. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. 
Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.